this week on the Media Virus Podcast. I'm better. All right, so I'll just wait till everybody's ready. Yeah, Pete, when I ask if, if you're ready, it means we're starting. Shut the fuck up. Quick lesson. Why don't you use that mute button that you like to use so much? I'm going to mute my phone while you guys fight this out. No, I'm not. We're not having another. We're not having a repeat of last week. I'm not doing it. That's good. I'm not. It's a lot of editing. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. This week. I'm sorry. This week on the Media Virus Podcast, multi-billion dollar corporation Walmart rewards loyal employees that brave snow, wind, and sub-zero temperatures at their own peril to get to work with 55-cent ramen and crackers. Kentucky State Representative Nick Wilson withdraws recently filed cousin fucking bill after being called out as a cousin fucker and faced with no that and faced with no one to subject her self-made drama. See, I, I wrote this with a complicated sentence structure. I'm going to try one more time. <laughs> faced with faced with no one to subject to her self-made drama. A resourceful Brazilian mother and daughter create a ragdoll family to terrorize. It's the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer Mike Latouris. We're going to start over. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. Grease Monkey Pete. Damn, Big Daddy. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. It's really well done. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rock Death. <laughs> Hot. Damn, do we have a show for you people this week. I am Matty Rockdef, the maddiest of all Rockdefs, and proof positive that anyone can have a podcast. Speaking of, welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, share. It's not, it's it's the main four things that people on social media and such are going to ask of you are to like, subscribe, follow, and share. It's it's very important. Yes. And you know. The folks that have just recently, you know, all our new subscribers, all our new likers, all our new sharers, we want to say thank you. And whether or not you are checking us out on, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or if if you're just going to themediavirus.com, again, I want to say thank you. Uh, And as always, you can give us a call here at the show at one 646 Virus zero one. That is one shit. Six four six. Virus zero one. I was, I was behind Mike there, as you can see. Yep. Uh, what's coming on later on in the in the show there, Mike? Well, after the break, we we chat about some uh, crazy rock trivia that the infection team has unearthed. We kibitz a bit about human composting here in Delaware, and uh, find out what Big Daddy wants to access this week. We're gonna finish yes, out the. We're gonna finish out this week's show. With just the tips, number 74, in a sport in sports, a marathon runner has been DQ'd for chain smoking and gossip about Alec Baldwin's second indictment and that judge in California that seems to think that Charlie Sheen is a better parent. That's going to be our 
eighth installment of uh, the Media Virus podcast there, Matt. Well, I think Charlie Sheen would be a pretty... I mean, if there was anybody I would want to be my dad, uh, it, would be, yeah. it would be fucking Charlie Sheen. Pete. Pete, yeah. well, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you rather that be raised by Charlie Sheen? Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, it just, it strikes me that a judge somewhere said, you know what? You're a terrible mother. These children should live with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> well, he is Charlie Sheen. He's got tiger's blood, you know? He's... Maybe he's turned himself around. You don't know. We haven't heard. We haven't seen Charlie Sheen in the news well, in I don't know how long. The last I he heard, he, he he apparently made up with Chuck Lorre. Is the last I heard. So, well, yeah, who good. knows? That's good. Maybe we'll have like a reboot or or maybe another sitcom come well, out of that. And and there's there's talk of that. Uh, John Cryer has uh, has also said that he's not on board for something. So I don't know. No. Yeah. The fuck. He's not John Cryer's not on board. Oh no. wow. It's not like we couldn't fucking do it without him. Right. <laughs> not for nothing. If anybody wanted like if you wanted to replace anybody on that show, it would have been him. <laughs> yeah. They, you know. Th that would have been easy. Right. It's not like we couldn't like I think Pete Holmes would uh be a good replacement. Just just mysteriously replace him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if we're because they didn't like didn't wasn't the whole thing that Charlie fell off a cliff? Um, I think he like fell off a cliff into the ocean. No, and died. he got hit. I think he got hit by a train. <laughs> I yeah, know they, they killed him. Violent. Yeah, there was something was awful in 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 in, in, Par in Paris. Or did they drop a piano on him? I, I want to <laughs> say they. They might be. They dropped a piano on him. I don't know, but uh, you know, that's. You know, he. I mean, I would like to work with Charlie Sheen. Well, yeah, that would be fantastic. Just. You know, like like at Walmart or something. <laughs> I'm looking for some some way to lean into, you know, getting fucked over. We had some we had some we had big weather event. It was all over. It was almost nationwide, right? Uh, yeah. I mean the 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 storm that we got got uh, snowed on from made its way across the country. Sure. I mean, and there was like sub sub zero freezing temperatures in a lot of a lot of places. Like it was, it's been treacherous. In a, in a lot of the U.S. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the weather's been been kind of rough. And, uh, you know, some people have to work in that. You know, I, I, I yeah. worked in the weather. Um, but, I mean, what we didn't see with that, I mean, our temperatures got low, but we didn't see temperatures below zero like they did uh, in the Midwest. And uh, that's that's where, where this story comes from. Um, in the midst of bone-chilling Arctic blasts sweeping the nation, one Walmart store in Rockford, Illinois, is facing criticism for its unconventional way of appreciating employees who braved the cold to come to work. A TikTok video by user Milzy, and that's at Hits Milzy, I'll put it in the show notes, it's a weird spelling, has, has gone viral, shedding light on the store's decision to reward its staff with 55-cent ramen noodles during the freezing temperatures. As temperatures plummeted to negative 6 degrees Fahrenheit, the Walmart location shared a post featuring employees surrounded by cases of ramen noodles, expressing gratitude for their dedication. However, the gesture did not sit well with many, including Milzy, who questioned a Fortune 500 company 
would choose such a minimal reward for employees facing extreme weather conditions? Oh, because it's a minimal accomplishment. Well, yeah. To show to show up to work. Yeah, they didn't have to do a damn okay, thing. You, you can't. You came in during an ice storm, or or you can't. You know, you yeah, you risked your life to get to work. You do every day. Every day you risk your life going to work. You step outside. You go on the bus. You That's get right. in the car. You risk your life going to work. That's what you do. That's what you know. It's what you're here for. Right. Now shut up and do your job. And, then, and you say know, thank you for the fucking ramen noodles. You know how many? Do you think I ever showed the fuck up at a job and they had ramen noodles sitting there for me? <laughs> it was very rare. Very if it, fucking rare. If if, if it, it ever happened, it was very rare. I mean, we got cocoa at uh, ramen noodles is a fucking feast compared to fucking cheap ass hot chocolate. They you know it's been sitting in the fucking bag of the goddamn warehouse. It's getting it's going bad. It's bullshit. Yeah. You know what? Did you have the ramen before you walked in the door? No, you didn't. Now you do. You're welcome. Here's some ramen. Did Thank they let you. you choose the flavor? Or did they just give you one? Let's it's be ungrateful about I, fucking everything. I, I don't think it says. Uh, the TikTok video revealed comments from Walmart workers sharing their own experiences from receiving negligible Christmas bonuses to being lucky if they got leftover pizza. Millsy claimed that the post was taken down after facing significant backlash. The story raises questions about the treatment of employees considering Walmart's staggering daily revenue of $1.67 billion. It does not matter how much fucking money they make. If you go in there agreeing to fucking work for $11 an hour, then that's what you've agreed to fucking do. Yeah. It's a verbal fucking contract. You're selling your time in eight-hour blocks to Walmart. You've said, hey, Walmart, how much will you pay me? Instead of saying, I need to make this. But you, you, you can't say I need to make this because you have no marketable skills. Because I, ha- I go into, when I go into Walmart, I'm amazed at how many filthy employees there are. Just they're <laughs> colored, filth, like they haven't washed their aprons yeah. in weeks. And that doesn't happen in one day. No. You know what I mean? Unless you're like literally humping boxes. You understand? Yeah. Oh, no, I get it. I've worked. You have to, you'd have to, to get as filthy as these folks are, you would have to pick up the boxes by hugging it lovingly and just stroking it up and down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So this is obviously weeks worth of filth and they don't seem to speak English very well. No, even, even the ones who speak it as a, as a primary language. Right. Like they don't understand. Like this confused the woman. Pardon me, miss. I was trying to get her attention. Uh-huh. She looked at me like I was, you know, <laughs> asking her where the fucking crack aisle was. Yeah, it's it's a terrible place. So, you know, it's a terrible place, but you've agreed to work there. You've agreed to be part of the machine. That's right. And as the debate on... Go ahead. That's what you get. You get what you signed up for. That's right. As the debate unfolds, it underscores the challenges faced by workers during extreme weather conditions and the disparity between corporate profits and employee appreciation. For more on this story and other trending topics, you should probably watch the news. Reporting live on the from the TMVP news desk here at Uncle Butch Studios, I'm Professor Mike Latouris. You know what else you got by going there? Your hourly pay. Yeah. You got to work that day. It's a pretty good day. You get to have a job tomorrow. 
That's right. You're welcome. God damn. These people and their fucking problems. Dude. Yeah, I mean, compensation's well, nice, but you gotta, you know, you gotta realize there, there's nothing that says you ha- you, you shouldn't go to work when it's cold outside. Right, and they gave you soup. It's pretty uh, fucking nice. Unless you do a specific job that you can't do when it's that cold outside, then maybe you shouldn't go to work. And right. nobody's obligated to pay you for that because there's no work. That's right. No, it sucks. Sucks. Yeah. But it, you, it sucks, and you've got ramen. See, that's the bright side. Like that's you've the part ramen. that pisses me off. Like that's the part that really sets. Like. You know what? Let's give our employees something. And it was probably the manager. This is probably what happened. Okay. Probably what happened was the manager of that store said, I want to do something nice for my employees. So what we're going to do is I, you know, it was probably something bigger. He probably said it pizza prob- party. It was probably something like that. He probably didn't like pizza was a bad idea because of the delivery. Well, right. You know what what I mean? I'm saying, like, he said pro- pizza party, but no, the pizza places were closed. Right. So there, because it was he, cold outside. You know, he tried to run something cool up the chain of command. They came back with ramen noodles. Yep. Or they came back with a budget for their store of ramen noodles. Of for you know, and that that, that wound only, up that only supported ramen noodles. It only supported ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the ramen noodles. I love ramen noodles. Well, yeah, I mean, did you, you know, I got did like you six see? packs of them in the in this in the cabinet right now. Every once in a while, at at, at when I was working full time, we would all pitch in. And somebody would go out and get a case of ramen. We throw it in the throw it in the break room. That way, if somebody wanted something, we'd just have some ramen. The way my brother would make ramen was fantastic, because what he would do is he would open like three or four packs, right? Boil them all together. Mm-hmm. He would drain the water out, right? And then put all the packs in the mm-hmm. in the thing. If you but, if you read the directions, I'm pretty sure that's how you're supposed to do it anyway. Right. But here's the thing. Uh it what they weren't all the same flavor. Ah. You know what I mean? It was so, whatever he was, picked up. It was it was fucking great. I imagine it was it was, it was interesting at the very least. Pretty, yeah, I mean when you're um, you know, when you're like 12, 13 years old, that's you know, salt, sugar. Mm-hmm. Was my friend my noodles. friend invited me over one day for uh for a ramen. It was like she said she had a ramen recipe and went over and yeah, she had like six packs of ramen and then she added a whole bunch of extra stuff. They were beef flavored ones and it was a whole bunch of extra stuff. Yeah, My wife does it. a whole bunch of extra shit to ramen. Yeah. Oh, and she, uh, it was like, she put like broccoli in it, like beef and broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty darn good. You know, a cup of noodles, you know, a little, just a little, little more than the usual, you know, a cup of noodles, just, uh, just, made their cups uh microwavable did they really yeah weren't weren't they microwavable before apparently not no, mm. they just no, a cup, a cup of noodle. was that the one that came in the styrofoam yeah and this just uh, that's why this reinforces my idea we need we need sure. to make stickers we need a, a, a do not microwave sticker or or not microwavable <laughs> i think not, not microwavable, microwavable is how about is we get we t-shirts can... not microwavable <laughs> Well, I like stickers because you can put them on everything. True, true. Oh, we can put them on the gas pumps, like like yeah, all not, the other not microwavable crazy things. Stick them on babies. 
I mean, I'll stick one on a baby, like, but you guys are gonna have to pay my bail. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I pitched, I pitched the idea, uh, to the, to the new father about, um, the, the, the concept of, a, of several videos of telling awful jokes to babies. Yeah. He's on board. Nice. He's cause I, I told him the, you know, this is the pig and fucking joke. Yeah. I, but as if I were reading a bedtime story, uh-huh. which makes it even funnier. It's gotta be, it's gotta be. So we, we've got to so, put some work in on this one. You, you remember the work that we did when we were trying to do that, uh, when we, we had the, the series idea with, with a, a former participant from the show here and we, yeah. we kind of got together and, and, and we had a plan. Yeah. I th- I think that's the way we need to map this out so that we have a plan and it actually gets done. Yeah. Because we have a limited window with this child. It's true. Well, I, th- I got another grandkid coming. There's more babies. There's going to be plenty of babies. Don't, <laughs> don't you worry. I just got, we got to get a life-size doll. We don't really need the baby. We need a life-size doll. And then right. to dress the baby up. Like the doll. Like the doll, get a couple of reaction shots from the baby, you know? and then we tape them. Yeah, now, yeah. What what I think, I don't know if I told you this before, but I think the funny is we we start with you walking into a scenario, like you're walking onto onto the set, explaining who you are and what you're about to do, and you sit down, and like you reach to one side and and crack a beer and and take a sip and put it down. And then you reach the other side and you just pick the baby up with one hand. <laughs> you know, like you reached over and picked up the sixer and peeled off the 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 can. It, you reach over the other side, you pick up the baby. <laughs> I, I think that's almost a dead giveaway that it's a fake baby at that point. But dude, uh, come on. <laughs> you pick up a sixer and you peel the can off, you, you open it, you, you slug some back, and then you reach over the other hand, same same posture and everything, and you, you come up with a baby. <laughs> I'm beating by the neck. Well, I was thinking just like palm the head. Uh, either way, <laughs> funny stuff. I think it's. I think. I think that's where the funny is. But yeah, that that that's episode one in my mind. You got it, buddy. We're 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 gonna start a separate group and we'll work on it. Um. <laughs> all right. Do we have to get? Uh, I bet. I bet Junior's gonna want a pro- producer's credit, isn't he? Probably, well, if you use his baby, then yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely on like, that. Do we, do we, do we hire the baby as like a stunt person or as like an extra? I don't well, ever want you to say hire again. <laughs> we don't hire. Yeah, yeah. You can say we'll stunt. True, you true. can say stunt baby all you want. Do we, do we do we do we let the baby apply for an internship? Unpaid. You can say stunt baby all you want. Stunt. Do not say hire. You know, I was trying to, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking for a transition from talking about, you know, stunt babies. Yeah. Into uh, Kentucky's cousin fucking law. It, well, apparently it's where, it's where stunt babies come from. Well, the, see, here's <laughs> where stunt babies come from. That's good, uh, but the the article's no longer there. Really? Yeah, it's taken, been taken down. Cool. Can You're I tell you? Me? Is that based Watch. on the link that I put in the? Uh... Yeah, that's not there. 
darn it. Can I can I tell a joke while you guys are like figuring out what you're doing? Sure. So my uh my whole family is mad at me. Yeah. For uh fucking my third cousin. Yeah. But but they didn't say anything about the first two. <laughs> That was uh, pretty good, Pete. Pretty good. All right, so I, I found the article again, or I found a, a version of the article. I'll let me shoot you a link. Well, you do have the news copy, right? I have the news copy. I wanted to get you guys a link so that you could follow, play along from from your end if you like. Um, so I need to snakes over here and. No, not comments. I want to go to the private chat. I want to say it privately. <laughs> I don't want the world to know. Don't tell them. You ashamed of it? You ashamed of them? Well, somebody should be ashamed, Pete, because good evening. This is Professor Mike Latoris with another news update. In a surprising turn of events, survivor winner turned Kentucky lawmaker Nick Wilson has withdrawn a bill that sought to legalize sex between first cousins in the state. Wilson, facing criticism... I mean, did it seek to do that, or... I don't I don't think the bill sought to do that. Right. I think the bill... There was an incest bill going in. They, they said, The way they say shit. You know what I mean? But still, if it did seek to do that, I mean, I applaud it. Because <laughs> I've got some pretty hot cousins. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who doesn't have a hot cousin, really? Wilson, yeah. facing facing criticism, <laughs> somebody whose parents have a lot of nephews. Uh, Wilson. Yeah, I guess. Facing criticism, explain. Uh, actually, that doesn't really work. It depends on what you're into, I guess. Wilson, facing yeah, man, criti just, you know. criticism, explained on Facebook that an inadvertent change during the drafting process removed first cousins from the incest statute. He acknowledged the mistake and pledged to re refile the bill with the original language intact. Originally aimed at adding... He didn't seek to fucking legalize cousin fucking. <laughs> no, they just accidentally deleted it. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, sure. Accidentally. Yeah. We, yeah. we accidentally removed the term first cousin from in from the incest law. No, 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 not oh, just in not, one spot. Every instance of it. It's just gone. <laughs> maybe somebody was trying to, you know, maybe one of the editors was like, you know, I kind of want to marry my cousin. Originally aimed at adding sexual contact to the incest statute, Wilson clarified that the bill's purpose was to address familial and cyclical abuse. The withdrawn bill will be replaced with a corrected version that includes the crucial first cousin language. The move comes after Wilson faced backlash in March of 2023 for supporting a controversial bill, uh, Senate Bill Number 150, perceived as a threat to the LGBTQ plus community. Despite this, he emphasizes that current legislation focuses solely on protecting children and is not anti-trans or anti-LGBTIA+. Yeah, like, but why, why does that story correlate to the other story? Because it's the same guy. That's it. Yeah, they just... Why bring it up? 
well, to tell you that he he did something last year that we talked about. Ah, well. and and it it might change your opinion of him overall. So we better tell you. In a yeah. swift update on Wednesday afternoon, Wilson confirmed the refiling of the bill, House Bill two eight nine, emphasizing that it adds sexual contact to incest, imposes penalties, and includes incest in the violent offender statute. The amended bill, available on Kentucky General Assembly's website, clearly includes first cousins. Wilson, a survivor legend, won the show in 2018 and returned for the 2020 season. Stay tuned for further developments on this legislative saga. That's all for now, and thank you for tuning in. Stay informed and stay connected. Well, so he uh, he apparently wants to fuck his cousins. Somebody does. But he's not gay. No, we we don't think so. All right. In fact, so I, it's, a, I, it's not a male cousin. I don't think so. Uh, they, in fact, I think they said he's the opposite of gay. I think that's anti-gay. I don't believe there's a such thing as anti-gay. Because if you're if you're if you're that anti-gay, you you're gay. You're probably gay. Yeah. Right. If you give a shit that much that somebody else is gay, you're just jealous. I was asked yeah. flat out the yeah. other night if I was gay. And, I mean, it's, did you say how much you paying? <laughs> no, no, it was well, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a proposition. It was. It was actually a lesbian that asked me. Oh, uh, she was just trying to see if uh, you know you. I was. She wanted to know what hair products you use. <laughs> she actually did. <laughs> she didn't have enough hair to use products in. Um, we're driving along, and she's like, "So, are you with the family?" <laughs> I looked. I turned around. I said, "Um, no." She says, do you know what I mean? I said, you're asking if I'm gay and, and, and no, uh, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of gay friends. I, you know, it, it's not something that bothers me, but it's not what I am. And she said, oh, <laughs> so apparently I, I present as gay. Two lesbians. To some lesbians. Yeah. You know, so, so that's, I mean, if you're going to present gay to somebody, you might as well be lesbian. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, two chicks, one haircut. I mean, something like that. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. That was, uh, I think that was a hate crime, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 uh, yeah. I, it I'm pretty sure it was hate speech there, buddy. It's not no, often no. you hear a new no, lesson. It's not often you hear a new lesbian joke, <laughs> let alone a, a new lesbian joke from Pete. But there it is, folks. Holy shit! I was I was laughing so hard at uh, Law and Order SVU. It was like season nine, Cause, right? Because that's a hilarious show. <laughs> season nine that that was what twenty twenty five years ago now. Well, no, because yeah. the show's only 25 years old. Oh, okay. Um, so, so season well, nine was like 15 years ago. Forgive was, me. Uh, Forgive me. Oh, it was it was the one. Um, it was the one where uh, the football player turned out like he was he was secretly gay, and his boyfriend was murdered, and so they're investigating. This You're gonna have to narrow it down. That was like 16 of the episodes. Well, that's the point. Kind of that I was making, and I was just laughing at all of the slurs, like all of them. It did not. I was like, 
<laughs> my wife was watching me in horror. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, know. that's the best part about your wife. There's some things that like she, like, she tolerates from, and I'll say us, but I, I don't spend enough time around you for her to have to tolerate me in any yeah. particular way, unless she actually just watches the show or listens. No, and she does pay attention sometimes. You know? But I mean, no kidding. No kidding at all. The best part is that she just has this horrified look and she just looks at you. And it, it's like she has to spe- suspend her disbelief and, and try to function in life knowing that, that this is a thing in your mind. This is the man you married. <laughs> that, that, or this is the man you married. But that's the, here, it's, it, I think that's the point is it's not, I wouldn't have been enjoying myself so much if she wasn't there. Right. Horrified. At what was going on on TV, and this was just—I'll bet this was just like how it was. Like I mean, it's just like that's just—I have to say, I'll uh, bet, I'll bet that uh, you guys could fly around the world if her eye rolls were like frequent flyer miles. Probably, yeah. So you get one good joke, and now you're just reaching. Just I mean, like reaching. Yeah, that was, that was, that two, was, two to sorry, two to three times a month, we get a message from from Ricky that says you guys are being mean to Pete again. Stop. <laughs> I, I won't go as far as to say that it's once a week, but two to three times a month, I hear something about how mean we are to Pete and we need to, we need to fix it. So I know Matt's hearing it more than I am. Oh my God. Every time. <laughs> She's like, you're so mean. I'm like, I'm really not. I hold back so much. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know how mean I could be. You'd be here. like, you wait. If you think you wait, if you think I'm mean now, wait. <laughs> and, didn't see how mean I am next week. And by the way, when when you were on her show last week, yeah, and you made it a point to bring up that you were there first and went through that whole explanation, only to come on the back end and say, "Oh, by the way, I was here first, first. <laughs> <laughs> As she was trying to move on. <laughs> I loved that. I did it for you, literally, because I knew you would fucking love it. I knew, uh, I knew, I knew it. And that's why, that's why I did it. Because I was trying not to whore out the show too much. Right. I was trying to just be a legitimate guest. Sure. And I was, I was ready to be an open book for her, man. I was, you know. And the balance was, I, I liked the balance. It was good. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, but. And did you Wait. did you listen all the way through? Yeah. And at the end, I just busted in. Yeah. I gave out the phone number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like so we're wrapping up a block. What? You're like that guy at, at no, the. We have one more. You're like that guy oh, at the tail end more? of a date that says, "Look, this dick is getting something done to it tonight," and just flops it out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's touching it, whether they're shoving it back in my pants or in their mouth. Somebody's touching my dick. <laughs> that's right i'm getting this done and i thought it was i thought it was appropriate yes all. you know so uh we do have another story don't we We do and it's it's fucking do it yourself fucking oh this is <clears> the one i've been waiting for yes it is good evening this is professor mike latouris with the latest news in a bizarre and unconventional story from brazil a 37 year old woman named M- Miravon Roca Moraes. I- I'm I'm 
my Portuguese is terrible, so that I've probably butchered that up pretty good. Uh, she has admitted that her family life is a bit complicated after marrying a life-sized rag doll named Marcelo. The couple claims to share uh, parental duties for their three ragdoll children, including one-year-old Marcelino and newborn twin daughters, Marcella and Amelia. Oh, there they are. They're right. You got them right on the screen there. Yeah, I'm looking for a good, a good way to do it. Oh, I've, I, I want. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Miravone, who uh, previously made headlines for her unique relationship, explains that having a household is proving to be a challenge, especially with the addition of twins. She mentions that the expenses are increasing. Causing stress for Marcelo, who has to manage the bills, food, clothes, rent, water, electricity, and medications. Despite the challenges, Mervion emphasizes that they find joy in having a home filled with love, laughter, and children. The couple's relationship has seen various twists and turns in the last two years, including cheating rumors and even the claim of their baby being held hostage for a ransom. Last year, they hosted a gender reveal party with around 40 guests where they announced the baby's name would be Marcella and that that was uh yeah how about that I'm looking around for the way I worded the original joke okay so oh, Pete, I got one Pete got hang one. on I just want to let's just clear. I've got one in the chamber all right hang on before you fire it off Pete because I'm you've been you've been on a streak and I'm gonna let you have it but I want to recap this woman for some reason, her mother made her a life-sized rag doll. For some reason. Shaped like a man. Shaped like a man. For some reason, okay, uh, this rag doll had a penis attachment. That's kind of important. Yeah. Because that's your mom giving you. That's uh, that's kind of where my joke was, was, was going to land somewhere in there. All right. Well, you don't have to give it away because I'm not done yet, Pete. Because we're not, we're not done recapping. No. Okay? So her and Ragdoll get married. There were 250 participants in their marriage. There were 250 guests, Pete. Pete, you can't get her. A, a, you can't score a date. And this woman <laughs> got 250 people. <laughs> you asshole. To show up at a fucking wedding to a Ragdoll. A Ragdoll. Then, well, she gets pregnant. Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. What are we, what are we being clear about? Hold, hold on. I went on what I thought was a date, but it turned out not to be a date. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's a disappointing story. That is. Because I feel like is maybe, you know. Actually, my, my, you know what? My, my initial approach. I understand that. You know what's funny is with the joke that I said, you didn't have to sound any more pathetic, right? And yet you decided to. You know, I go, I go with my strengths. I yes. <laughs> um, but speaking, now, now woman, she's going to yell at you. This woman, Pete, this stop woman, being so mean to this Pete. Woman, this topic of conversation here. This woman, speaking of strength, she was strong enough, Pete. Strong enough to get through the kidnapping of her firstborn, Pete. Mm -hmm. Her firstborn was kidnapped. Her and her husband 
were terrified for his safety. She used to wake up screaming at night, thinking they were going to set him on fire. Set him on fire. Can you imagine setting a baby on fire? Setting a rag doll on fire. A baby rag doll. The way that they suck up. I can't actually imagine that. The the way that they suck up kerosene. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now, here's. We're not done, Pete, because she got pregnant again. There are photographs. Let me see if I can find the photographs. Uh, there are photographs of her. It, it's actually right under Pete. It, is a, the pregnancy uh, photo? Oh, there's a pregnancy photo. There's the. the I was uh, gonna say, how, how does she wind up getting pregnant when he's always soft? <laughs> well, see, <laughs> see, oh. And, and oh look, they're having a nice night out on the town. See, I agree that she's strong because she's got to haul that thing around. Now, that, see, that's got to build some muscle. Weigh, that thing weighs like five pounds. Here's the thing, Pete. That's not a bad looking chick. She's not. She's not terrible. You know. No, it's not like she's yeah. got some some growth in the middle of her head or uh, right. you know well, a she, neck goiter that that hides her face or something. Right, but and but she would <laughs> she would fuck that. With, with the with the embroidered yarn mustache, right? She would she would fuck that. <laughs> and um, those creepy stick on eyes. What? And those creepy stick on eyes. I wonder. Like I, I don't think they're stick on. I think they're embroidered. I don't know, man. Either way, they're creepy I, as fuck. Stick on would be better because if they were stick on, he could give them different emotions. Well, I, I, I don't know if you remember it in, in the uh, photo in in. Uh, in our in our past, Pete uh, Pete had a segment where he would open packages on on the show. Yeah, and um, one of Pete's packages had googly eyes, and I remember it very clearly. And there's a wedding photo. Look at that. Pete had googly eyes. They look so happy. That ranged in size from saucers down to basically yeah, they were size like dinner plates almost yeah they were enormous. Well, he's trying to cop a feel in this one you see this shit <laughs> yeah right. she had to stop him say hey hey stop hey, reaching hey. for my titty there cheeky cheeky bastard oh <laughs> you're so sweet <laughs> these are just creepy um what oh here's her here's the ultrasound yeah i i i want to know how this woman gets the whole world to play into her nonsense like I feel that I feel like this whole story might be a, a setup, like just manufactured by the news agency that wrote it. I don't know, but the the, the ultrasound guy looks like is that a is that a real ultrasound? Yeah, machine. Yeah. yeah, it's being it's being manned by a Mexican farmer. <laughs> have you ever have you ever don't seen they like, usually the, wear the, scrub- the videos of the like, guy trying to? But don't they usually wear scrubs? I mean, I mean, this yeah, is. I would think you would wear scrubs. This is Brazil. Why wouldn't you wear a flannel shirt to the? <laughs> to do an ultrasound. But hang on, Pete. So she got Pete, she got pregnant with twins. Well, you know what? I guess when you're pregnant with twins, Pete, you know, your sex drive, your sex drive goes down. You don't want to have sex all the time. That's right. Mar- she found out her her husband was cheating on her. Marcella was running around on her, around town. He was cheating on her, dude. He banged two other chicks. That she knows about because all of the contacts, 500 contacts in his WhatsApp, and all of them are women, Pete. Every one, Every of, them. one of them. Every one of them is women. Do you believe this guy? No. 
<laughs> no, it's unbelievable. It's how fucking completely unbelievable. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, how is this guy getting more action than me? That's that's <laughs> that was part of my point. But the other side of it is, you know, I don't know if you know, we're we're kind of old guys, but I, I seem to remember back to like playing house and, and pretending shit. Um if if you were pretending and somebody had to say something, you made them say something. And, and if if the doll needed to go from point A to point B, you moved it there and then filled in the story of how it got there. So I uh-huh. feel like if he's going out on the town cheating on her, somebody has to know. There has to be somebody that relocates this doll. Well, dude, no. See, she fixed. She fixed that problem. She fixed that problem oh. because what she did is went now when he when he goes out to the bar mm-hmm. without her. Right. He she put Lojack on him or something. No, she removes his penis. Oh, he has to leave his penis at home. Right. I know. I know. Earlier, I, uh, you know, Pete made the soft <laughs> joke. I let it go because that was really funny. I didn't want to kill it in the moment. Right. I didn't want to point shit at the moment. So he's but, a, so he's a King Missile song. No, but there's a so there's a there's a white there was a white uh, dildo attached <laughs> to him. She detaches it. She just takes it away from him when he goes out. That way, the women they're not tempted to they're not tempted to fuck him. Wow, talk about having his balls in her purse. Yeah, right. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> you're swinging, you're swinging from the rafters. We got more shit to get into. I'm sure Pete's gonna have a lot to say about. Yeah, we've got a. Uh, we have a few things to say. <laughs> we've got an interesting show coming up tonight. Uh, lots of uh, fun things to chit chat about. Um, let's take a quick look at the tease here. Uh, yeah, after the break, we're going to chat about some crazy rock trivia that the infection team has unearthed, kibitz about human composting in Delaware, and we're going to find out what Big Daddy wants to access this week. Very exciting stuff. Stick around, guys. And, uh, just want to remind everybody that, uh, Top 3 is brought to you by 302-46-VOICE. If you want my voice on your project, all you have to do is contact me at 302-46-VOICE. We'll work something out. My Sports Art Shop. Uh, you can check them out over on redbubble.com and mysportsreports.com. Stepmothers Without Children podcast and the Disruptive Mind podcast are uh, our companion shows here on the uh, Media Virus Podcast Network. Uh, those are our, our sister and brother shows on the network. Uh, always, always good listens. Uh, just listened to the most recent Stepmothers uh, today. And uh, I have to say, I... The more I hear it, the more I like that show, man. She does a good job. She really she does. Really, it's all her, too. Although, I think she's going to wrangle me into editing this week's show. Well. But, you know, whatever. She does a good job. She really does. She she does a fantastic job. I'm I'm yeah. I'm very excited that, that she's able to put such a stellar product together and uh, is is willing to to mention that we, we helped make it come about and mentions us every week when she tells everybody that they're a member of the network. Uh, if we could just get our friend staff writer Bill over the Disruptive Minds podcast to say something like that, we'd really be doing something. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the uh, the 168th A Block of the Media Virus podcast. We'll be back uh, right after this with uh, the B Block, where we'll have those discussions that I just told you about.
my chocolate munchkin. Right off my chocolate munchkin, Doc. All right.